Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. If you know the history of West Oakland, then it's not hard to understand why families who live there, mostly black families, are so upset that there's a cancer-causing chemical in their high school's groundwater. Many people want answers, but there's a deeper level of distrust that's actually been decades in the making. The state has a history of just doing our community wrong, and so we don't trust them at all. I don't trust them. McClyman's High has been temporarily closed since last Thursday. So this week, Oakland City Councilwoman Lynette Gibson McElhaney held a public meeting to hear what people have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to get through everybody's questions. This question and many people in West Oakland are worried about whether they can trust the info they're getting at all in a city where racist policies have affected people's health for a long time. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. It was a well-attended meeting. I'd say there are 150 or 200 people there. Laura Clivens is a reporter for KQED. She went to a town hall meeting at the West Oakland Senior Center. Councilwoman Lynette Gibson McElhaney was there. And so were representatives from the school district and health officials. People were chatting, hanging out, waving to friends. Um, A lot of people were open to talking to me, which was great um, because I think they really care about this issue. The folks who were there were, I mean, a whole range. It was it was students who go to McClyman's. There was a McClyman's teacher there. There were just a lot of neighbors who are concerned about what's going on, even if they don't have a, a kid at McClyman's right now. I think McClyman's means a ton to this community. We're coming tonight to hear from some people who are going to talk to us about the health and the conditions of the earth as we know it. So what was this meeting about? So... A cancer-causing chemical was found in the groundwater underneath McClyman's High School in West Oakland. It is called trichloroethylene, also known as TCE. It's a common degreaser, so it might have been used by metal-related industry in the area, um, and then gotten into the groundwater and seeped over to McClyman's. The reason it was found was that the school district has been um, monitoring a site at McClyman's for years that had some toxins in it. 
This site was where there used to be an underground petroleum tank that heated the pool there. They removed that in the 90s, and they've been still testing all around there periodically to make sure that there isn't petroleum or other contaminants. But this case of a toxic site remained open, and the school district wanted to close that, so they were doing some final testing. They had never tested before for TCE, and this time they did, and they found it. found it in each of the groundwater samples around the tank at a level that's low. The level is, is, is relatively low, but it is above a level that triggers you to go test indoor air to see if there are any vapors coming off a of TCE that are getting into a building. They don't believe the TCE is from that underground tank, so they think it's come from somewhere else in the community, which is highly likely because this is a really industrial area of Oakland. Did the mood change at all once the meeting got started? Yeah, so it was pretty interesting. The way that the councilwoman opened the meeting was she she wanted to really ground the community. Here, we ask for the wisdom of the ancestors and the guidance of all of those. Those who migrated here from the South, those who built their families here. We honor them tonight and we say, Asha. So she... Um, really talk people through like the space that they're in and you know like looking up at the sky and grounding down to the ground um and even wrote up on the wall like community agreements you know one person's going to talk at a time we're going to listen and um that quickly eroded ladies and gentlemen i'm trying to get through everybody's question this question and that question are in the car please allow him I'm trying to get through those questions. Let him respond to your question, please, sir. Let him respond. If we ask the question, we listen. And I think what this says is that there is a lot of distrust in this community because they have really had a lot of things happen in that community that they weren't a part of, decisions that they weren't a part of. And so they're feeling particularly vulnerable around this. The decisions that Laura's talking about began after Black families started moving from the South to the Bay Area to work in shipyards during World War II. Many ended up living in West Oakland. After the war, they were segregated in the neighborhood. There were several devastating construction projects like the freeway and the BART line that tore apart the neighborhood too. Everyone in West Oakland who's lived there for a while knows this history. Who were some of the people who got up and spoke, and what were they saying? There were a lot of really informed people at this meeting this week. One individual, his name's Timothy Akamka, he was saying, you know, look at what happened in Bayview-Hunters Point, where information was falsified about the cleanup of a certain site there. And that site is in San Francisco. Yeah. And it's, it's where a lot of black and brown families live. That's right. Um, my main concerns is that it's not just isolated to McClymonds, that it's actually contaminating the whole community and um, that they're just focusing this fight on the schools and that um, the testers or the people that are monitoring McClymonds in the community are not going to give accurate results um, because it's ha it has happened with Tetra Tech in San Francisco. So I just want to make sure that there's some accountability with um, the results that we get back. And, how, you know, I want to make sure that we can trust those results. And so he was saying, take a look at that. You know, I want to know that I can trust the results that are coming from the state and from the county and from 
whatever company they have hired to do this work. The state has a history of just doing our community wrong. And so we don't trust them at all. I don't trust them. And it makes sense because, right, like this community, people have come there, they've had industry there, and they've disregarded the residents. Um, And, you know, at times we didn't really know the impact of all the chemicals that we've been using, and then sometimes we do and, and still sort of leave a mess behind wherever businesses go. When we entered that meeting, there were sheets and they were printouts of here are sites that are cleanup sites in West Oakland. And if you look at it, it's just like it's like freckles all over someone's face. Right. Mm -hmm. It's there are dots everywhere. Um, And so people were saying, hey, look, this is a hot spot. I heard a lot of people say this is a hot spot. McClyman's has been closed down since last Thursday. In the meantime, students have been sent to other school sites and they've also been going on field trips in the area. But it's not just the toxins students and parents are worried about. It's also intersecting with all these other problems that families and students have been facing in West Oakland for years. Health disparities, where asthma rates are twice that of the rest of the county. Lower life expectancy rates. And threats to the survival of their schools amidst a push for more charters. People are feeling fearful that um, that this cleanup might lead to a, a closure of McClyman's even though Oakland Unified School District says that's not going to happen. So basically, people were drawing a link between toxins in the groundwater, worries that the school would close, and then feeling fearful that what comes after that, a condo or a high rise or something for people who don't currently live in this community. I think McClymans is is a high school that has fought off charters for for a very long time and I'm talking about there's been schools like Castlemine is through. They're right. OUSD there they gave the charter a 40-year lease there. So I think my climate is deeply rooted in the West Oakland community because there's parents, grandparents and great grandparents that, that went to <laughs> And so they want to see it there because it's something that in the community that's not going away. They don't want it to go away because if this high school goes away then that just means that it's another staple that's gone like so many other things, you know? John Sasaki of the Oakland Unified School District said, no, absolutely not. Nothing of the sort is going to happen. Um, but I heard from uh, many people that they fear that McClyman's is going to be closed down or that if McClyman's needs to be cleaned up, that, you know, it's going to take a few years and then, oh, wait, we're not going to reopen it, something like that. And then other kinds of things that are coming out are, you know, two graduates from McClyman's recently died of cancer and they were both football players, healthy young men. And so people in the community were linking those deaths to toxin, which is, you know, a carcinogen. Um, There isn't proof that that is what happened or that that's what caused their cancer, but certainly that's where people's mind went. And because this is such a small community, 350 students are at this school. You know everybody there, right? So everybody was like, oh, that that was my kid's best friend. And so the community felt those losses. Kim Griffin. Kim Griffin. How do you spell that? K I M G R I F F I N. How did you feel when you heard about the TC and the groundwater at McClyman's? I got kind of irritated. My son's best friend died from, he was diagnosed with cancer. When I Googled the TCE, it said it can, it it gives off something that causes cancer. So that made us start 
wondering. I always knew something was wrong because he went from a healthy kid to a sick kid. Not him, another child as well did the same thing. Two former football players. Did you get a sense that parents and families and people who live in West Oakland felt reassured after the meeting? No, I don't think they felt reassured. You know, this, this is our family. This is our school. This is what what we have going on. And it's not fair to try to cover it up. You ask a question, you get turned other ways. I'm asking about a kid I have that's not even 12 steps away at the next school. And nobody's helping her. I think it was a really great effort to bring in the community, even when their results weren't in. But... Uh, the councilwoman said at the beginning of the meeting, hey, the results aren't in. You're not going to be satisfied. And uh, and that was true. What's unfortunate about um, toxins from these legacy companies is a lot of these companies no longer exist. And so who foots the bill to clean up that kind of thing? If the company does exist, you know, you you get the company to pay for it. But when I've spoken to people who work at the state water board, they say, yeah, that funding is an issue for this idea of a toxic plume that they call an orphan plume because it doesn't have a parent company to pay for it. <laughs> this mother, Letitia Saunders, said it's heartbreaking what's happening is that the people aren't really considering these kids. Because again, my son goes there and I, I just, I can't believe it. I mean, or how careless of how, how careless they are with our kids to feel like it's okay to like, you know, or just, you know, how careless they are with our own kids. Feel like they wouldn't do it to theirs, you know? That's how they keep feeling. It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. What I think she means is that that these kids are not valued as much as some other kids. Like what she did say was, you know, you wouldn't want that for your kid, would you? Yeah, right. You wouldn't want your kid to go to a school that there's been a toxic chemical identified beneath the school. When she heard that, she actually took her kid to the doctor. Do you have any sense on of how the students are responding to this? So most of the students, it, from what I've heard from a student and from a teacher, the way the students are responding is that they actually just want to get back to class. Like, mm -hmm. it was kind of fun for a few days yeah, to go right. on field trips and, like, do something different. But now, you know, they have deadlines. They, a lot of the seniors in particular, they're working on these senior projects and they're self-driven. And so, like, they have an idea of where they want to be with these projects. I talked to one student. He's developing an app. He wouldn't tell me exactly what it is because it's going to be very popular. <laughs> and he doesn't nice. want <laughs> Love it. us to steal it. Um, but he wants to get back to work on that uh -huh. rather than going on field trips. How did the meeting end? The meeting ended as it began. It was inconclusive. Um, there were some an questions answered, and there were still a lot more questions to be answered. And everyone there really wanted to talk to me. Everyone had a lot to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can talk too. Um, it's, um, like, yeah, I want to talk to you next. Because I was out interviewing people in the lobby. I had a lot more people just kind of waiting around, you know, wanted to, wanted to pitch in as well. I spoke to people all asking 
asking all sorts of people, you know, what does McClyman's mean to you? And, you know, it was like, this is the lighthouse of the community. And it's been there for so long that people at this point, you know, their grandparents went there and then their parents went there and then they went there. More than 100 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, how you doing? What's Booker, your name? Booker Book- L-E-T-T. Okay, cool. Nice to meet you. Nice Booker you. spelled like a book with E-R. Yes. Okay, like a wrestler Booker. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. All right. I spoke to one teacher, uh, Let Booker, who described it in a really poetic way. Like, blood is to the body and oil is to the economy. Without it, the community will die. That was eloquent. (laughs) Are you a poet? So a theme of what all the officials who were saying and people who were attending the meeting was uh, that there are environmental justices in this community, a lot of them for a long time. And so what that might look like is an old metal company um, no longer there, having left and having TCE in the soil around around that location, having things like worse asthma rates and uh, lower life expectancies. My question is, is this going to reinvigorate the movement for environmental justice in West Oakland? There are a lot of priorities that people have, right? Um, among them, paying rent, and especially in a place that's gentrifying. And so I'm wondering if this will stir up a movement of people who will join those who are already working on it. That's what I'm curious about. Laura says McClyman's will be closed until at least March 9th. That's when the district plans to release the final air quality test. Laura Clivens is a reporter with KQED. And you should follow her on Twitter. She is at Laura Clivens. Me, I'm at Radio Devon. Producer Erica Cruz Guevara is at Notorious ECG. Our editor is at Alan Montecilio. That's M O N T E C I L L O. KQED's leadership team is Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. We also get help each week from Kiana Mogadam. Our theme music is by Dowd Anthony. All right, that's it. Time for the weekend. See ya. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.